Hello everyone and welcome once again to another episode of Everyday Black History. I know um, I'm late, it's January 9th, but I just want to say, you know, Happy New Year, Happy 2020 to everybody. Since this is my first post of the year, um, you know, I don't want to be one of those people who 10 days in still saying Happy New Year, you know. But um, it's been a couple of weeks, you know, I hope you all had a, a good holiday season and all that. And if you celebrate the holidays and, you know, it was a, a nice time with the family or if you got time off from work or whatever it is, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope so far the new year has been good to you. Um, I know now it's uh, cold and flu season and I, for one, am suffering from uh, cold season. So just bear with me. I might be doing a little bit of coughing every now and then. But um, I, I miss doing the post, so I, I didn't want to wait any longer, you know. But um, if I do start coughing, just bear with me, all right? <clears throat> but um, uh, on Everyday Black History, uh, for, the, for the next several posts, we're going to be talking about um, black banking institutions. And um, this is why I didn't want to want to wait too much longer. I wanted to jump right back into doing the podcast because, you know, as we know, or I don't know if you ever have, have, <coughs> if you paid attention, but uh, <coughs> but uh, black banking institutions are are slowly dying. Um, several years ago, a few years ago, actually, there were you know uh, bank black initiatives started. You know, Killer Mike, uh, rapper activist Killer Mike has, you know, always talked about, you know, the importance of uh, banking with black-owned banks and how he only banks in black-owned banks and even Black uh, Bank Black USA uh, started an an initiative about um, uh, putting a certain amount of money into all black-owned banks by MLK Day. I don't know if they were doing that a couple of years ago. And it's, it's, it's extremely important that we continue to support and put our money into black-owned banks because, as mentioned, they are slow, slowly dying. Um, as African Americans alone, or should I say, black Americans alone, our spending power—it it differs wherever you look—but our spending power is somewhere like one trillion dollars. One trillion dollars. Imagine that. That's that's because we're spending money. But if we can just put some of that spending money into you know, some of our black banking institutions, the, one that st- the ones that still exist, not only can they continue to grow and thrive and serve our communities, but more uh, black-owned institutions can pop up. Now, black-owned in- uh, financial institutions have been around since, you know, the Civil War, before the Civil War. And you can imagine back then it was harder to start a, 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 a black-owned bank due to slavery and, and um, you know, people's racism and everything but despite that in the 1800s on down into the 20th century and the 1900s black owned banks you know thrived and served their communities well for business loans home loans auto loans you know even just loans to fix up your house or whatever or or to invest in other other rental properties you know these uh, black banks have served the communities um, well especially during times when you know, white-owned financial institutions wouldn't give us anything. You know, they wouldn't give us any money. They wouldn't, you know, they, they would send us out the door. And um, even today, it, it's, it's hard to, to get money um, to start a small business. 
I mean, I, I for one can attest, you know, a few years ago, actually more than a decade ago, me and my brothers, we started a, a small business and we got there running around hard because we went to Chase Bank and, and Citibank and all those banks and they they gave us the runaround. They made it extremely difficult, even though we came with a, so- a solid business plan. They made it extremely difficult for us to um, get the money. So we had to end up going to, you know, a, um, one of those micro loan places with higher interest. And then although we paid off our loan and we our business did well for a few years, unfortunately, the financial crisis of 2008 hit and we had to close the business and we were able to close it without being in debt. But that that experience showed me how hard it was for uh, uh, you know, black men and women to receive money from these mainstream financial institutions like Chase or like Citibank. So it shows the importance of black owned banks. Now, in 2001, there were 48 uh, uh, black owned banks in the country. And as of 2019, depending on where you look, there's anywhere from 19 to 22 um, black owned banks that are still, you know, in existence in this country. And the crazy thing about it is that the the biggest black owned bank, which is One United Bank in Boston, has assets of around six hundred and fifty six million. And that's much smaller than say Chase, which has assets exceeding assets exceeding two point seven trillion dollars. Even there's another bank, um, a bank called East West Bank, which is an Asian owned bank in Pasadena, California. They they have assets of nearly $40 billion <coughs> and they serve the Asian community now in comparison you know One United 656 million in assets to even East West which is 40 billion is it's, it's no comp- <coughs> excuse me <coughs> there's no comparison there but if we you know continue to you know as a, as a, as a black community we put our money into these banks Maybe we can change that over the next, you know, couple of decades. Um, now, if you look at any black community, you don't see black-owned banks, but what do you see? Plenty of check cashing places or those uh, payday lender places. And those are no good because they have these high interest rates and they take your money as soon as you get paid when you, on, your, on your payday. So those are no help to us. And, you know, these, you know, check cashing places, they're not teaching, um, they're not giving financial education. You know, the more we have these black-owned financial institutions in our communities, the more we can be educated, you know, how to save money, uh, basic investing, um, how to balance your checkbook, something simple like that, even though people don't use checkbooks, but just how to balance checking. Um, And there are banks that have programs like that where they teach young junior high school and high school students how to do those basic things. Um, One of them that we're going to cover... on our next post is called Citizens Trust Bank, and Citizens Trust have uh, programs where they have they teach middle school students and high school students, um, you know, what, what they call learn by doing exercises. So it's you know, showing the importance of saving and budgeting to reach financial goals, banking online, and things like that. And instead of going out and buying the new Jordans or waiting online and buying new Jordans for three hundred dollars, or you know, buying stuff they don't appreciate. You know, if we can get financial education, then we'll know, okay, if I how to budget so that you can save your money. And if you want to buy those Jordans, you can you can buy them because you budgeted and you have money put away for other things. It's not like you're spending 
all the money you have in your bank account for the new Jordan or for the new iPhones, you know? So that's why it's important for us to have financial education. And then these uh, check cashing places that we see all over the neighborhood don't provide that. Now, um, as mentioned, there's only about 19 or 22 um, black financial institutions <coughs> that still exist in in the country. Excuse me, and um, and those are the ones that we're gonna cover. We're gonna you know cover you know a, a few a few per post just so that you know. Um, we, we can try and get it as much as possible. And hopefully, you know, you can do your research on some of these banks. You know, they all have online banking. So even if you are in a state where they might have a branch, you can still, um, you know, do it online. And maybe even not, even just use it for like maybe basic saving savings, like a savings account. You know, opening up a savings account where you just put like maybe, you know, $50 a paycheck in that in that account. Or $100 a paycheck in that account or whatever it is. And that, you know, account would just be there for that savings. And you'd be surprised. You look at it and it's growing little by little, little by little. And it's slowly collecting interest. There's some people who don't trust banks. They prefer to keep their money under a mattress or in a safe. But, you know, and I, and I get it. You know, we don't trust a lot of institutions because of our history. But... Keeping your money under the mattress is not growing any interest. It's not, you know, doing anything for you. It's just in the mattress. And what happens if there's a fire? Then now you lost all your money because, you know, your mattress burned in the fire. But, you know, that's why we're going to talk about, you know, financial institutions. Not only just the institutions. We're also going to talk about people who were in finance, in high finance, in banking, both in the past and in the present as well. Because there's a lot of, you know, black men and women who are in the financial um, industry and you know even back in the days of the 1800s we had you know men and women black men and women who were in the financial industry who made you know millions who were successful and of course you know they're not known because we don't learn about them during black history but that's why we're going to talk about them um over our next several posts throughout the month of january it's funny because a woman by the name of maggie lena walker who was the first black woman president of a banking institution she said you know uh, and i'm just going to paraphrase let us put our money together and let us um, put our money together amongst ourselves so that we can reap the event the benefit ourselves let us have a bank that will take the nickels and turn them into dollars so you know we back in the 90s there was an old ah, maybe even before the 90s but i used to hear a lot in the 90s uh trying to make a dollar out of 15 cent and that was usually a term people used when they was you know playing dice on the street or gambling or playing playing CeeLo or whatever. But, you know, the same, you know, saying or motto could be used for when it comes to banking. Now, I, I for one, am going to put my own uh, money where my mouth is and start banking with more black institutions because, you know, I, I, I bank with a credit union and I bank with, um, with Bank of America, just regular checking and savings accounts. But I've been doing a lot of research on the the, the black banks like one one united um uh yeah one united and uh carver bank is another bank that's around here in new york and um there's a, a list that uh, i'm gonna cover it's the top five black owned banks in america and those are the first ones i'm gonna cover and then as well as covering some of the other smaller ones that are around and even covering some that have closed in the last couple of years because a lot of them have closed over the last couple of years but um I'm also going to, you know, One United Bank, that's the bank. I'm also going to, you know, put my money in these banks 
and, and, and as, as just like what I was saying, you know, open up these banks and use it as a savings account. Maybe put some money in there as a savings account and let those those and let those accounts grow. And then you know, build a, rela- a relationship with these banks because then, you know, if you need a loan for a home, if you want to buy a home, or maybe if you want to um, open up a small business or expand your business, or uh, you know, automobile or whatever like that, you know, these are banks that we can go to and use. And you know, these banks, historically, you know, in the past, you know, the Chases and the City Banks, and they would give you a home a home loan because it'll put you into further debt. But they wouldn't give you a business loan because a business loan will help uplift you and your community. They'll, they'll, they'll give you any loan that'll put you into further debt, whether it's a car loan or a house loan or auto, um, or home loan. And, and, and owning a home is, is, is part of the American dream, right? Because it is an asset. And a lot of people's biggest asset is their home. But it is something that will keep you in debt for about 30 years. You know, and like I, I own, you know, a couple of properties myself and I always advocate for home, home ownership because that's an asset that you can use to better yourself. Pulling out equity. If you have a home that has equity, pulling out equity, you can use that equity to invest. You can use that equity to, you know, um, buy another property if, if, if need be and expand your assets and build your net worth. But, um, you know, a lot of banks don't want to give you money to open up a small business loan. A lot of those mainstream banks I mean but you know black owned banks you know are gonna help you and educate you because you know it's like FUBU for us bias you know the more they educate the black community and into opening up a business and showing them diff- other different ways and techniques and things that can help them the better it is for our community so um, over the next you know few posts as mentioned we're gonna highlight you know black owned banks and financial institutions we're gonna talk about people who um, uh, in the finance industry and, and back in the past and in the present, um, investment companies, things like that, and you know, just you know, talk about our our accomplishments in these fields and all, in these fields, um, and also just the importance of you know banking black. We're, we're going to be covering that because that's really important. I mean, if in 2001 there were 48 black-owned banks, that was not even 20 years ago, and now we're down to 19. You know, so you know. It's important for us to, to 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 bank black and put our money in these black black owned banks, so that they can grow and become as big as you know East West you know which 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 you know um, which covers the Asian community in California and and worldwide I'm sure, as well as as, as Chase I mean Chase has assets of 2.7 trillion so it's a monster, but with all of our spending our money as African Americans, we can you know put put some of that money in these black financial institutions so i'm not going to continue preaching about it um the next few like i said the next several posts we'll be talking about them we'll be highlighting different black owned banks um you know we'll, we'll be we'll cover a few of them per episode some 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 of the banks have a little more history so those are banks that we might you know it'll be might be just that one bank that we cover that episode but we'll be covering a few banks banks per episode and you know and, and even giving out the website so that way you can google it and if you want to do research on it and see which you know ones work for you or whatever and you know that's what we're going to be highlighting you know throughout the month of january and you know and and, and beyond even you know even even in 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 future months we'll, we'll come back to this topic just because it's important that we continue to support our own 
But um, that concludes this episode of Everyday Black History. I just wanted to touch bases with the people again. January 9th, man. And, and uh, you know, I actually missed, you know, doing the post. And, I, I, you know, I took, a, took some time off, you know, and everything. And like a lot of people did. So, but I missed, you know, talking to y'all about black history. And it feels good being back. And, you know, we're just going to continue to, you know, talk about black history like we do here. So, uh, the next the next episode will either be coming tomorrow or Saturday, but just stay tuned for it, all right? Because this is an important topic that we're talking about. So, we'll see you soon.